Krom. You are listening to Bourbon and Barbarians, an actual play recording presented by the Cromcast. We've been out reconnoitering the countryside. Yep. And we have had several adventures. We tracked down, or I should back up, we were out collecting plants and roots with, um, I need to find my notes. Because I can't ever remember anyone's name. Stardate 392. Zoklovic. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, we ended up outside a uh, the mouth of a cave and bad things were happening. But what led you to being at the mouth of a cave where bad things were happening? Blood from Zoklovic. Yeah, right. we were following a blood trail. Yeah, and so you all were out around the uh, the burned out cottage, uh, the the husk of that 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 stead, and you struck out north because Alois was wanting to explore, and you found a cave entrance, right? Like basically a a pitfall, sort of opening into the ground, right? Uh, and you realized that you were running out of light, so you headed back to the to the stead, and that's where you found blood. Blood, and we haven't found Zoklovek's body. Correct. So, and we followed the blood trail, which mm-hmm. led, I think, south-ish. Uh, no, just generally, it led back to the caves of chaos. Okay. And, and then we found then we found a torchlit area. That's right. Yes, that's right. Yep, you went you went far enough into the caves of chaos area that you found a cave entrance that had not been yet visited. Yeah, and it was, seemed to be illuminated by a torch that was you know stuck within the cleft of the rock, almost as if it was a a welcoming beacon in the night. And you fought some dead dudes. Yeah, that was fun. Yes. Whites? Zombies? Um, Yes, in in your experience, these seem to be more akin to to something like zombies. These were the undead, but they were uh, some sort of fell acolytes wearing wearing striped red and black robes, if I recollect. And they were were wielding these, these large... Uh, headed like heavy hafted uh, cleaver axe type weapons, and were adorned with uh, with amulets around their neck that that seemed to be uh, 
holding like a ruby colored stone. Yes, I remember now. Did we pick those up when we killed them? Did we loot the bodies or anything? Uh, Gustav collected one and stowed it in a in one of the totes toe sacks that held herbs mm-hmm. uh, without handling it. And and I think that's right. So Gustav, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Did they did they look uh, highlighted or 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 anything when I can look at them? Say that again. Do they look oh. funny or anything when I look at them? Since I got the stank eye. What's they? The amulets. Yes, they are magic. Okay. It's all coming back to me. Yep. Are you looking at just like the dead that lay around you here at the mouth of this cave? Sure. Yeah, so you I mean, see... I presumably like I would look at them at some point. Yeah, well, I mean, like, is that is that how you're inspecting the amulets? Yeah. Yeah, so you're you're surveying the dead that lay around you here at the mouth of this of this this evil temple, whatever whatever the hell this is. I mean, acolytes ran out of it and they're dead. And <laughs> so it's not just your standard run of the mill like cave that you saw goblins and kobolds playing around with earlier. Uh they're laying about in the areas where you guys have heaped the, heaped up the bodies from slaying them and you generally see that those amulets are glowing uh the color that you that you associate with the the darkness of the ebon energies that radiated off of the the idol that you found previously. So it's not to the same severity, but just generally there's a there's a glow to the to the chests of these these dead acolytes and that's that's what you see from afar cool um i'm going to are, are we are we diving in are we have we finished our opening crawl the torchlight continues to flicker off of the uh yellowing leaves of the sourwood trees in the cops and until you all tell me otherwise i'm gonna assume going to assume that you're standing here at the mouth of the cave that is that is true and i'm scanning around the interior of the cave to see if i see any other movement or any bodies mm-hmm. on the ground what is your source of light just the torchlight that you're leaving sort of in the, the cleft yes. of the stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't moved it yet. I'm, I'm, I'm assessing whether or not it's safe to go further in. So from what you see, it's, in, it, it's inky black within about 10 to 15 paces into the mouth of this cave. And so Alois was the only one that entered into the cave. The, re- the, the other two party members hung back. You yes. guys were on the periphery of the torchlight. About 20 or 30 paces. Right. And yep. so at this point, you're all sort of in the torchlight. Uh, and so you peer in, but all you can see is the the dry, hewn stone of the entrance of this of this this cave. Okay. Um, Alois, anything else in there? I'm going to uh, walk back inside and take a look around. Okay. So you're walking in without a light source and alone, correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you you walk in probably 15 or 20 paces to the southwest, uh, and it's, it's just the most gentle of a downgrade, and you enter into a relatively open, uh, well-carved antechamber, which 
which is is linear, stretching both to the north and to the south. So in general, this room is about 20 paces deep running east-west, and to the north and south, it runs some immeasurable distance, probably at least 20 or 30 paces in either direction. I'm going to walk back out and say, no, guys, I don't see anything else. There's uh, there's tunnels that lead off in the other direction that we could, uh, could yeah. go find somebody in. And from what go, you go kill somebody, kill whoever uh, these acolytes are with. <laughs> and from what you recall, the acolytes were sort of positioned at intervals of every 10 or 15 paces along the wall, just sort of like uh, huddled up, kneeling along the edges of the wall. Uh, not doing anything until they responded to that pebble that you threw across the across the floor. I am I am hurt. Like before I go in there, I'm gonna go ahead and cast a cure light wound spell on myself. Okay. I get four big hit points back. Okay. Better than nothing. And just to set the stage, what's the situation with healing potions? Um, one moment and I'll tell you. I do not have any. Um. Yodas, do you have any healing potions? He does. He should have one. Yeah, I, uh, I have one. <clears throat> um. And I have one. One potion. Yes, of cure uh-huh. light wounds. And I don't know about Alois. He said he had zero. I okay. do not have any. Yes. So that's that's the situation. And I have two more uh, uses of cure light wounds. Okay. Just so you all know sort of where you where you stand. Oh, I know, yeah, it's I not know good. You, <laughs> well, I know you started out your, your trek to, to the caves at this point in time after hours full of spells and and ready for bear yeah so i just cast my first spell right. of the day which started last yeah. session and so dark has fall dark has fallen uh the 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 firelight is is wavering in the the leaves of the trees around the entrance to this cave and you know that it that it hearkens you and there's a there's a, a piping that you hear every occasionally that comes through and whistling down the hallway to Kaylee Lee. To Kaylee Lee. Like that? Precisely. Oh, crap. Um, okay, well, let's go in there and take that pipe from whoever's blowing it and sh- just take it away from him and show him what it means to mess with... Do we even have a name? We don't have a name. Not yet. Champions of Vengeance Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> The Defenders. Defenders. <laughs> Defender, Deven- D- Defenders. Defenders. <laughs> I, I want us to be the Defenders. There you go. <laughs> it's the ultimate mashup. The Justice Legionsers. <laughs> the Justice Defenders? Whatever. Let's go in there and kick some butt. Awesome. I'm going to, before I go in, light the torch that I'm carrying in my in my bag. Leroy Jenkins. Okay. And John rushes in. All right. You rush in to no. uh, a chamber. <laughs> I, I will uh, go I in once I'll- I will go in once I have my torch lit. Okay, so you walk into the chamber about ten paces, which illuminates uh, the wall to wall 
entrance of this antechamber and as i said to both the north and to the south the 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 cavern is illuminated 20 to 30 paces in either direction the uh cavernous area here is well hewn and it's quite tunnel like uh it's 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 totally bare and it's dry and it's almost as if the floor has been swept clean and kept clean uh as as a place of worship so you go in a few like less than 20 paces and then it, yep. it goes off to the north and the south that's correct and then it continues onward presumably that's right or, okay yeah okay so it's like a four-way stop uh no kind it's of. it's just a it's a t in the road you can either go north or you can go south or you can go forward no it's like it's like <laughs> that. Oh, okay if you're here and that's the entrance you can either go north or south i gotcha okay when i asked perhaps i didn't ask no, i'm sorry yeah okay okie dokie I'm going to maybe, maybe should we douse that torch or take it with us? The one that's stuck in the, in the rock. Is it magical, Eloise? Uh, do I see anything? No, it, it seems, it seems to be just a regular old torch. Uh, it's cool. been, it's been burning. It's, just, it's been burning for some amount of time. It still has a little bit of, a little bit of life left into it. It's not necessarily a bright burning torch that's been like soaked into kerosene. It's something that's, or, you know, some sort of, uh, similar, oil type that you would have there in the Northlands, but it's, but it is a long burning emberous, uh, piece of piece of fire that's, that's been going for some time. So, so it's, it's not magical and it's been burning for quite a bit. It's probably palm oil. Probably. It's probably, it's probably the, the ass end of a pine tree. Um, I can get ahead 10 or 20 paces just to get out of the torchlight and try to, Try to scout see. out ahead if you want to. If you want to, you two want to follow up with the torch. That's a good idea. Do you want to go north or south? Uh, let's go north. Why not? Okay. Arbitrary decision. So, Alois, you but, you strike. Well, can we tell what direction the pan, the pipes are coming from? Uh, you stop and listen, and everybody holds their breath, and you hear the occasional pop and crackle of the torch that uh, Gustav lit, but. You seem to hear uh, the whistling and the, the, the movement of air coming from the north, and it seems more stagnant to the south. So you're not hearing uh, uh, necessarily uh, human or humanoid sounds. It's just that there's more airflow, and that, that sort of gentle whistling comes from the northern reaches of the caverns. Let's go south then. These guys were dead, and they would be in. They it seems like stagnant air is a way to go. Okay, yeah. so you cut you cut south from from the the entrance to this to this cave, and Alois, you're keeping distance outside of the torchlight that that Gustav and Yodas are carrying. So just so I'm clear, Gustav has the torch, and Yodas is immediately behind Gustav. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, Alois, you're probably ten or twenty spa- paces in front of those dudes, and you're moving along. And basically, you get to a point where the tunnel becomes wetter, and and it's it's a gradual transition. But but the walls of the tunnel become wet 
in all angles, and the tunnel itself becomes more uh, more natural. It's less hewn, and or at least it's less hewn in like a clear like uh, uh, tunnel fashion, or rather uh, like a like a stairway or like you know main walkthrough, and it's more like a rough tunnel of you know like a mining a mining area. Yeah. And so well, let's press, we, we've gone this far. Let's press on a little bit further. Okay. Uh, so one moment. Ooh, yeah. The yellow dye is hot. That's what we're going to use tonight. <laughs> because that matters. I love the I like I do it too with my dice. You're like, oh yeah, this die is on. It's like it, it's random. It it's not. So you've but. progressed probably 50 or 60 paces southward and you get to a point where you can see a relatively large chamber off to your left hand side which is to say to the southeast and then the tunnel certainly becomes more tunnel like and circular in all aspects and cuts to the southwest uh and the tunnel that cuts to the southwest is certainly wet and you see an a a a slimy dark uh, Icor uh, covering uh, at this point. It's hard to tell if it's a mold or some sort of fungus that's starting to, to grow along the walls, but it is less than clean, this path, and it's quite slippery. Is it on the floor at all? Yeah, at this point, the, the floor is not necessarily drippy, but it's almost as if you were like, uh, like if you're walking along a uh, a slow mo- slow moving like nutrient rich stream where you start to get the growth along the stones it's like that along all of the stone surfaces of that tunnel uh can i see anything like footprints or tracks or like a a walkway where people like it's been disturbed by lots of feet or anything uh, like does it look like anybody's been through here so that's a good that's a good question from what you can tell there has been infrequent travel uh by some sort of humanoids along this path it's certainly not something that's happened like yesterday uh but there is the occasional movement along this tunnel it's it seems as if uh, uh, the 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 stones on the floor are less coated with the algae slash fungi slash uh, 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 slime molds as what you would see on the walls and immediately above your head. Hmm. I'm gonna go back to the the party and tell them what I see. Uh, so there is a slimy tunnel up ahead that has some traffic, but it doesn't look often used, and there is a larger chamber off to the left what's in the chamber secrets i didn't look yeah from what you could see it was dark within but it certainly opened up and it was it was hewn so it was less it it was more squarish at least from the entrance there was like even almost a proper doorway as you were as you were coming up to that entrance i think we should stay away from i think we should i think we should stay away from the wet and slimy spot what do you think okay what do you think yeah i I Im- I imagine like these whoever's here is going to be in the areas that are worked, so we should check out that chamber. Let's go. All right, I'm going to move that way then. Okay, so Alois, you slip into this this uh, this audience chamber. I guess that's the best way to describe it, given that you walk into the chamber and you see at the far end 
uh, a slightly raised uh, dais upon which you see three different like thrown chairs. They're empty, uh, but from what you can tell, the throne-like chairs are set with with some large jewels that are on the left hand pommels of each of the three chairs uh the chairs themselves look to be quite bleached out maybe they're made of bone or maybe it's some bone white wood it's hard to tell from the vantage and given that you're using your dark vision uh without like a a lot of illumination but that's what you see uh and then similar to before when you first entered into this cave you see a handful of huddled figures along the walls that just seem to be at rest and it's almost as if you were looking at like monks whose robes were gathered up around them and they're sort of like they put their backs against the wall and they just sort of slid down so that their knees were up to their chest and they've got their cow sort of up over the top of their their head so you can tell that they're humanoid forms but it's hard to tell uh you know (laughs) whether they're alive or dead or their their actual size and how many are there? So you can see along the walls, as you walk in, there's there are four along the immediate wall as you walk in. So about 20 to 30 paces in front of you, there are four lined up, probably about every 10 paces. They're spaced out. And then as you look off to your right, sort of towards the southern uh, uh, wall, and then the, the wall that's sort of over your right shoulder, there's another two and two. Um, how close is the closest one to me? Uh, probably 30 paces. Uh, well, yeah, between 20 and 30 paces. The closest one would probably be for you to look over your right shoulder, sort of along the wall, like as you come into the main entrance of this of this chamber, if you were to just sort of hug the right-hand wall as you come through the doorway, that would be the closest one to you. But there's also one that's immediately in front of you about 20 paces away. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll go ahead and quickly sketch this out just so you guys have a, a general idea of what I'm talking about here, too. Because I I'm, I think I might know what I want to do, but I want to check a rule real quick. That's exactly, I can't yeah. search. So yeah, that's, trying to remember that's kind of the setup. What, yep. I'm trying to remember what Backstab does in this version so uh backstabbing a thief can sneak up on a victim completely unnoticed if they can do that the thief may backstab i.e if they're using a one-handed melee weapon they may strike a particularly vulnerable point of the target's body when backstabbing the thief gains a bonus of plus four on the attack roll and if the target is hit the damage is twice as normal if the intended victim sees hears or is warned of the thief's approach the thief's attack is not a backstab so the way that we're going to play this is you know their backs are up against the walls so it's not like you could sneak up on these fools uh like, like just sneaking up behind them but that said if you were to sneak up on one and make an attack we'll we'll play it as as per like you would assume that you're you're sneaking up on them i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna necessarily say how it will play out but but you know from your previous instance you threw a rock across the across the entrance of the the first cavern 
room and the uh, acolytes came to life. Uh, and prior to that, you were being a little bit sneaky and they did not seem to notice you. Uh, I'm going to try to sneak up to the closest one and, and backstab it. Okay, so what we're going to say then is you come in through the entrance and the closest one is going to be along the right-hand wall, like as you come in, and you're able to uh, approach that that figure with ease. Uh, so go ahead and your... What's your move silently? Uh, 35%. Okay, so I'm. I think for for the um, for 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 us to play this correctly, let's let me roll that just so you you know. Right. So I don't know if I get right. it or not. Right. Okay. So you uh, move your way up, and you seem to be slipping. I'm assuming that you have your curved sword in one hand. Is that true? Yes. Okay. And so you make your attack. So go ahead and roll to hit for this figure. All right. 19. Dang. Dang. Starting strong. That's a bigly number. Yultus. Yes, sir. Yeah, we will bring great glory to Perun. So you, you, you hit this thing cleanly. So go ahead and roll your damage. One. Okay, uh, you are able to do to do max damage to this thing, which is doubled. Uh, so even with your whiff there, you you are able to sneak up on this thing and shank it. You're just like dry shanking it, and so you run your sword through. And I say dry because whatever this critter <laughs> is, your blade passes through and it scrapes and skitters along the back wall. Uh, but you skewer it, and then you rip your blade free and. If there would be entrails within this this thing that were wet, they would have <laughs> spilled out. But it's a bit more desiccated than that, so things are a bit more like sawdust. Uh, but this this item, this this monster, uh, lays out before you, and a death's head grin rolls up and lolls its 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 dried uh, visage at your face. Lolls, lolls, lolls. Dry shanking. I, uh, does it kind of slump to the floor? Can I like let it down so it doesn't make much of a thump? No, you make some noise with that uh, because yeah. there's there's no way that you can like skewer Shank uh, like a zombie and like quietly let that dead weight sort of fall. So it it falls down, and with that, we're gonna go ahead and roll initiative. So uh, Josh, I'm gonna ask you to roll a one d six. I'll gladly do so. I rolled a three. Okay. Uh, so uh, my uh, my monsters here won initiative, so they'll go first. So with that, the various creatures that are along the walls all take to their feet. And so, Alois, what you see are three more zombie acolytes along the lines of what you previously slayed in the, the first cavern entrance. But the other four acolytes are bony skeletons uh that that look at you with with pale uh with with a pale cranial and mandibular features and you can see just the 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 lightest glimmer of of like like hell frost within their eyes there there's there's something unholy and awake within these these skeletons and they are all coming at you all uh specifically at alois as he's there at the entrance oh shit shit 
Shit, always. They're going for Rain Man. Yep. So uh, <laughs> they are up and moving. So Alois, two of them, the one that's immediately across from you and the one that's down the wall from the one you just slayed are going to be able to reach you this round and attack and they're using those cleavers but the other ones they have a, di- a greater distance to cover so they're not going to be able uh, 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 to get there so just know that as far as movement what's playing out is this round two of those guys are moving up to you so that's the first thing the next step is missile combat none of these fools are shooting missiles they all have those cleavers and the two that are on you are going to take swings One of them hits and does four points of damage with this cleaver. It swings and it slices you across the front of your your leather jerkin. And that is their round. So as I said, you have uh, another five that are all moving up towards the entrance. So so there are two that were like back behind the dais, back behind the, the thrones or whatever those mm-hmm. chairs are in the room. But the others, they're all sort of converging on the entrance and they're gonna they're gonna bottle it up here pretty quick. Okay. Uh, next round. So we're moving over to y'all side. Uh, as far as that, does anybody want to move? I'm gonna Move back towards my my buddies, okay? Because I'm kind of out here all on my own. Okay, so you're uh, you can do that. You can backpedal probably twenty to thirty paces and get sort of at the point where the the slippery tunnels off to the southwest and this larger chamber is off to the southeast, and it's sort of like two arteries coming up to a central point, and that's where. Uh, Gustav and Yotis are are standing standing tall. So that's you can back up to them as your movement. Uh, Gustav and Yotis, are you moving? Um, nope. I'm going to wait here for Alois to to backtrack out of that room. Okay. Seems it, wise. It, how wide is it here? Like, are we going to bottleneck them here so we're only facing two or three guys at a time, or are they uh, going to be able to like get around us? They ultimately could get around you, but the 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 tunnel itself is about. 10 paces on either side. So if you're in the middle of the tunnel, it's quite large up to this point. It's, it's almost like the room has extended to this point. Like the tunnel okay. that's, that's slippery and slimy to the Southwest becomes more narrow and more like a, like a, like a straight cavern, like circular tunnel that goes down. But prior to that, it's more of the well-formed, you know, like walls and a ceiling. Yeah. yeah. So you if all we can, can, guys, we may want to start backpedaling into that wet area to. to uh, I think we go the opposite way. Oh, you think? Yeah, we don't know what's down that other way. That's true. I was just trying to. I was just thinking, like, if we can knock it down to two guys at a time or three guys at a time, we won't get surrounded. That's true, but I'm not going that way. Okay, so movement has been declared. You're all three at the at the the sort of. Uh, central point where these three different paths come together. Uh, as far as missile combat, uh, nobody has a ranged weapon in hand, so we'll pass that. Uh, is there any magic occurring? Um, there's going to be a, an attempt to turn undead. Okay. So I don't know if that counts as magic. It's a special ability in the rulebook, so I don't know where that where that happens in the turn. Uh, 
so we'll say like turning undead that's going to be the same as like a magic spell so this is the point in time where that would happen okay so just a refresher on how that works is on page 15 nice i'll roll 2d6 yeah um i don't know what these monsters actually are so i'm just going right. to tell you what what i roll yep nice i rolled an 11 okay nice and then you look to see if I'm a level four. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'm even high enough level to turn them because I don't know what I am, what what right. they are. I know what I am. I don't know yeah. what they are. Uh, I'm a cleric. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> okay. So. And then you, if if it's successful, you'll uh-huh. roll two d six and determine how right. many hit dice. Right. Okay, so uh, we have Gustav, who's there at the central point, and he raises his hands and you know says, "Perun, cast you out," or or something. By the by, the flames of Perun's forge, I say thee turn. <laughs> and with that, with that, <laughs> the skeletons explode into uh, uh, like 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 uh, oh, like corpse dust. They just go. That is so metal. And so corpse dust, new group <laughs> corpse dust. So the skeletons explode, and the three remaining zombies uh, are with that. They turn around and they walk to the uh, far end of the the chamber. So they disappear back within the ba- blackness. Like they 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 turn tail and with with no fanfare, trapes away. That was awesome. Oh, that was awesome. Okay, that was cool. we should we should leave. So, yeah, cleric. Do you know? Will that wear off? Will they come back? Um, let's see. Uh, I know that at some point it it may return, but if we hightail it out of here, maybe it won't be a big deal. Yep. Oh man, I'm I'm all about those rubies. No, 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 no. I don't know, guys. I, I bet I can get in there and get them before they come back. Um, I think we should explore the rest of the cave because there could be even bigger rubies. Uh, that's true. I want to come. It, and emeralds. Uh, emeralds. If we're still healthy enough, I want to come back and get those. Because there's, okay. there's only three guys getting them, and there's three rubies, and we can each get a ruby. Well, okay. We could each truth? We could each sit in one of those chairs. That might oh, be okay. Did, okay. Are the chairs glowing? Uh, I wouldn't know. And we'll have to wait for a moment to find out. That was awesome. That's that's my most metal moment. Dude, that was sick. I don't want to ruin it, but I'm also really trying to role play this no, high you should. intelligence, low wisdom. You should. You, you like, know. I'm just debating whether I should run in there and like grab a ruby and run out. It's totally up to you. Don't feel like that. Don't feel pressure to do anything. If you think your character would like, like intelligence wise, go, oh, those are worth a lot. But wisdom wise, go, uh, you know, he just and, turned those undead. <laughs> and I probably have enough time because I'm pretty fast. I got to tell you guys, I'm fast and I'm smart. I am, and I'm, I'm fast and dexterous. That's right. Gosh darn it, people! Gosh like darn me. it! I can get in there and get those rubies. I, I can I can see him just like 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 real jittery at the entrance, not like not like meth head jittery, but just kind of like bouncing and like energy, like oh man, I really want to go. I I think I can do it. 
I'm going to go poke my head like into the room and, and, and see what I can see. Okay. Uh, so you sneak your, sneak your way up to the entrance and you, you crane your neck around and look to the right, which basically opens up the, the vista of this, of this room in front of you. And so what you see again is a slightly raised dais. Basically you step up, uh, onto a, on a slight platform that's like 12 or 18 inches off of the ground so that these chairs are elevated. And the idea here is, I guess, that if you were sitting on the chair, that you would be slightly looking down on those folks that would be standing before you. But behind those three chairs are the remaining three zombies up against the wall. And it's like, they're just like milling around up against the wall, trying to like, they keep bumping into it. So their heads and their shoulders and they just keep jumbling around. Boom, boom, boom. I don't know if I can sneak in there and grab it without alerting them. Yep. So, so the zombies, yeah, they're milling around and, uh, they're just behind the the throne that's that's set there. Are you going for it? I th- yeah, I, I have to. It's, <laughs> they're worth so much money, and the zombies are just bumping into each other. I mean, ah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sneak in though, and without alerting them. Not well, no. This is gonna wear off pretty quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna run as quickly and as quietly as I can up to it, and just try to. Eat pop one of these rubies off and get back out. Okay, so you're walking, you're, you're, you're skirting into this room along the wall. You're going to make a straight beeline once you get as close as you can to the chairs. And the chairs, again, there are three thone, thrones. There's a center, and thrones maybe not even the best word, but these are clearly like noble chairs for like people to sit and other folks to be in attendance. And so each of those three chairs is bone white and on the left hand uh sort of like where your where your hand would be positioned there is a red ruby or some red stone which seems to be like encrusted into the into like the pommel of of the the left arm of a chair so you're wa- you're going to the closest chair is that right yeah and i'm okay. going to try to like pop it out okay how uh I have a dagger, so I'm gonna try to like just get it on the edge and give it a quick, you know, okay. lever it out. So you you make a beeline, uh, swish 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 your cloaks around your moccasined feet, and you get up to the the throne fairly quietly. The zombies don't seem to care about you. They they are truly, uh, uh like like dumb. And, and just like milling about like uh, while they have life within them, they are not uh, intelligent at this point. And so you're able to get up to the throne. You pop off one of your dagger. Like you pull out one of your daggers and you pop, pop, pop. And you're able to sort of, sort of wedge the point in there and pop this jewel out. It's huge. It's, it is uh, not the, the size of your whole fist, but it's a damn big rock. And it's, it comes loose and it's in your hand. I'm going to call good enough alone and get the hell out of there. Okay. I may have low wisdom, but I know when to, when to call it, when to stop gambling. Yep. So that, that large red gemstone, uh, it's hard to see it. You know, you're operating in the darkness here. Uh, but again, right. it's like the size of, of a fist, right? Like, like in, in, in practical real life terms, it's the size of like a tennis ball. 
Ho oh, ho, daddy just got paid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you're back to your compatriots. You're back into the torchlight. What's up? Let's go north. Let's not go in the slime. I have a bad feeling about the slime. Head at a voice. <laughs> Disappointment. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like hold this ruby up to him and just kind of shrug my shoulders. Like, yeah, I got a ruby. What do you want? Uh, I say to Yotus that uh, to remember that Payrun favors the brave. The cut purse drops the large gem into his uh, into his rawhide pouch at his side, and and gives a side eye to uh, to Yotus and just says, "You know what's up? I got paid." Uh, so you all are are cutting to the north from from your current position. I vote for that. I fully expect this ruby to explode like a hand grenade the minute we get like a hundred feet away from the throne. That would be terrible and amazing, and I would take every point of damage. <laughs> All right, so Alois, are you on point in the darkness? Yeah. Okay, so you strike to the north. You uh, are passing on your right the entrance that you came in through, uh, and you are moving along this this narrow north-south uh uh, room. I guess that's the best way to describe it because it's not a tunnel. It's just like a large anti-chamber or anti-chamber that stretches to the north and the south. And so you're heading to the north, uh, and you get to a point where the the chamberous portion of the tunnel system cuts off to the left, which is to say to the west. But there is a smaller tunnel that cuts to the north, and there is also a tunnel that cuts to the right. Uh, and the tunnel that cuts to the north and to the east. Uh, have doors that are inset some number of feet, like a few paces into those smaller tunnels. Are they opposed, these two passageways? I'll draw it. Uh, okay, so that's where we are, and there's a door to the north and a door to the east, right. and there's and a passage to the west. To the west. It continues on. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm, I hate leaving unopened doors like behind me in case something pops out of them. So I'm hesitant to like go just down the passageway. Um, Do you have any opinions? Does it seem like the passage to the West slopes downward or is it relatively, have we, are we relatively on the same plane? Yes, you are. The only point that you can say that downward sloping occurs is the slimy tunnel that you abandoned. It seemed like it started to go slightly more down slope. I think deeper it's a, into the ground. I think it's a bad move to go down that way. Um, well, b- before we open these doors, do you want to see what's down the open corridor? What do you guys uh, think? Yes, I just don't like things that like. If we get into a scuffle and there's dudes in these rooms, we're going to have people coming up behind us. Then we'll hack our we way s- out. Are there any uh, – are there like cracks along the bottom of the doors? Can we see any kind of torchlight coming out of them? No. You cannot see any torchlight coming out from them. Yes, there are some slight cracks. Hmm. I mean, I would prefer to open the doors, but if you want to go down the hallway, I guess I can defer to that. All right, let's go down the hallway. 
Good enough for me. Okay, so Alois, you continue along that western corridor, and you don't have to go too much further, probably another 20 to 30 paces before you get to another T. Uh, And so the path, the large corridor, either branches to the north or it branches to the south. Uh, I'm going to have to start, I have to draw this stuff. Yeah, I've run out of room on my graph paper. So it's kind of like this. Um. Hmm. You're the scout. We're still hanging yeah. back the same the same amount, like twenty paces or so. Because you can see in the dark, and we can't. I know. Um. Uh. Let's go to the passage to the north. Okay, so you're going to the passage to the north. Mm-hmm. Uh. So Alois, you continue to be in the front. Uh, and you proceed another 20 to 30 paces. You're without light. So uh, you're relying upon your dark vision. But it's fair to say that as you get a little bit further down, you discern the slightest flickers of light uh, coming from an entrance to uh, to the right-hand side of the tunnel. So, so it seems like there's a a slight uh, there's there's some sort of room off to the right that seems to be illuminated. Uh, it seems that you can't hear noises from that room, but the whistling and the movement of air at this point within this corridor seems to be seems to be quite strong. And at this point, it's almost as as if a gentle breeze is just sort of like blowing through through your hair. So so your cow that you have pulled up within you is sort of billowing around your ears as it's catching the wind that's blowing into your face. Oh wow. Um and that's coming from the where the light is or that's just generally the the way in front of you. So this this uh this tunnel this this uh this thoroughfare <laughs> within this this evil temple leads to the north, and and the air is sort of blowing through your face. So at this point, it's whistling like through the caverns. Okay, uh, let's go towards the light because if there's a if there's a torch, then there's something going on. Okay, so you uh you get relatively close to the entrance, and as best you can tell, there's uh. There's an alcove that branches off to the right-hand wall, and there's there's flickering light as if from a torch that's uh, that's coming out of 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 something like a room or a tunnel off to the right-hand side. Well, let's keep going that way. We're following. We're, we're still following behind. Okay, so you walk up to the entrance and you come around the corner, and that room is is relatively. Uh, open like you look to the right and you can see a room that opens up and there are there's at least one figure that is that is kneeling in prayer facing to the to the to the north uh it's it's a figure you can kind of see his back kneeling down and you can hear the the gentle murmuring of of prayer and it's uh i just see one of them that is correct He's going, hail Satan. Uh, well, I mean, the whole sneak and, sneak and uh, shank him worked real well before. Let's give that another go. The okay. sneak and shank him. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to dry shank him this time. You're going to mean it. 
I'm not going to whiff it when I hit. So you are approaching and this figure is is kneeling and as you get as you get closer this is a more substantial robe around this figure versus the other figure that you shanked a, a few a few minutes ago uh and this figure is alive as i said it was murmuring as if in prayer so over and over you're hearing it repeat in just the softest of of common human uh we embrace the cold shadow death be his monument we embrace the cold shadow Death be his monument. Oh shit! And you you sneak yeah. right on it, and and as soon as you get to sort of do your to do your shank maneuver, it raises up, and this is this is a big ass man, and he he has been <laughs> expecting you, and he is like fervently praying his his uh, his prayers to his dark god, and he is ready to get it on. Uh, you were not nearly as quiet as you thought to be, but at this point we'll raise we'll roll an initiative and see. And see who gets the jump here. John rolls. So roll a roll one. A roll no. Roll a d six. D six. I roll a four. Okay. So Alois, you and your group get to move first, and since you're on this dude, we'll go ahead and say that it makes sense that 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 you should get the chance here. So so in terms of movement, you know that you didn't get the drop on this dude, but you have a movement option in front of you. Are you standing in front of it and moving? Or I'm sorry, are you standing in front of it and attacking, or are you going to move away? If I move away, could I get a bow out and get a range shut off? Nope. Or is that I mean, you can, you can move. Uh, you can move, and... Uh, so here's the way we'll play it. You can move and you will drop your sword and you can draw your bow and shoot, but you will have dropped your sword. I'm just going to take a whack at him. Okay, so you're standing put. Is anybody else moving, Gustav or Alois? Well, uh, we are presumably still about 20 paces back. Right. So I'm going to move forward. Okay. And I'm holding the torch. Okay. So Yoda sees. I follow. I follow him. Okay. okay. So with that, you guys can get to sort of the entrance of this this side chamber, this alcove that that branches off. So at this point, it's uh, Alois within the chamber on top of the dude, and then you two behind him with the torchlight. And so that's movements. As far as uh, missile combat, there is none. As far as magic, is there any? Um. No. Okay, and so for hand-to-hand, Alois, you can go ahead and roll your attack against this jabroni. Four. Okay, so that misses. Uh, You whiff. Uh, You take a swing at this dude, and your, uh, your sword skitters along the side of what is clearly some armor underneath the 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 robes that this priest is wearing uh it it strikes and clangs so you didn't just like come up against some leather armor underneath but you hit real legit armor like that a soldier would be wearing underneath the robes here great Okay, uh, as far as hand-to-hand combat, neither Gustav or, or, Alloy, or Gustav or Yodis are, are within the mix. So we're going to roll over to this guy. And so he will go ahead and take a strike at Alois. Oh boy. Oh boy. More bourbon to prepare for my death. So that 
that that fool does six damage to you, Alois. Oh man, I am down to six. Okay, uh, so that uh, that adept is bearing a a dark cudgel that he slaps upside your head, and it it stings. It rocks you. You're not able to withstand the force of that, and that right there would would knock you senseless if you weren't already a bit senseless already from from <laughs> from you know sleeping on your head wrong previously. <laughs> uh, you see a little bit more of of this of this this priest. Uh, he seems to be. Uh, wearing a, a variety of chains that are circling around his body, and he has an amulet about his neck. But rather than it just being the redstone that you saw previously on the zombies, it's almost as if it is uh, an amulet in the shape of a hand with with uh, some redstone embedded within the within the you know the the meaty part of the hand, and that's what he has about his about his neck and that's swinging and it catches a bit in the torchlight as he, as he bludgeons you on the top of the head. Bonk went the dark cudgel. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so that's the first round. Uh, okay. Uh, Next next round goes to, uh, we'll go ahead and roll back over to you guys. So is anybody moving? Um, yes, I'm going to move into the room up to the dude to help. Okay. Alloy. So you're moving straight into the room. Yeah. What about you, uh, uh, Alloys? Uh, I'm gonna stay where I am. Okay. So you're staying within the 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 stance of this dude, and then uh, Gustav. I'm sorry, Yodis. What about you? Where are you going? Let's get this guy. I go where Gustav goes. Okay. So you guys are all shouldering up alongside this dude. So this room is not all that large. Get him. But it will fit all of you. Okay. And so what you see here is that uh, this seems to be just a room that holds a couple beds. Uh, there's a couple like like almost nightstands. There's there's a couple chairs. There's small chests. There's a variety of scrolls and books that are sitting there. But you see on the northern portion of the wall from from a vantage you couldn't see. But there's there's another one of these acolytes that's raised up and similarly has his cudgel at the ready. Uh, and so so there are two dark priests in this room, and you three are surrounding the one that attacked Alois, but the other one looks at you just as just as grimly. And these these are people. These are not dead things. Right. And they're really maximizing the space in this room. I mean, they fit a lot of stuff in here. It's like those little spaces in Ikea. <laughs> it's like a tiny house. <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny house. No, the room is probably about... Uh, five to ten paces deep and probably fifteen paces long. So okay. it's it's in that range. It's like a it's like a a studio apartment, but it's 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 a small small room for two people for two large men to be in here with their you know their prayer books and their themselves kneeled down at the foots of their beds. No bathroom, but they have chamber pots. So <laughs> so you guys move <laughs> as far as missile combat. Nobody has a missile. Nope. As far as magic, anything going down? Nope. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going uh, to hit him with the stank eye. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, so so you're going to use your uh, eyeball curse, and let's go ahead and pull up the information related to that. 
I'm okay, sorry. Okay, so Alois, uh, you you give the the side eye to this to this evil priest, and the last time you did this, it was with the uh, the high priest of Perun, right? The curate, right? And you felt you felt bad, but it felt good. You the inner the, the ebon energies surged surged out of your 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 evil eye and uh, just blasted the target in front of you and that's similar to what happens here so it's almost as if you turn on a spotlight but rather than spotlight it's darkness that's that shoots out at this this acolyte in front of you this could go poorly it could but it could go really good too goodly bigly even so so this uh this cleric is burned by the by the dark by the dark energy that shoots out of your eye. The damage that you do to this thing sears a hole right through the middle of of the chest of this of this cleric and it and it drops into a, a smoldering pile at the feet. If you recall, you damn near killed the curate. Like it's only by the grace of his of his uh, helper clerics that he was revived. It wasn't even the healing hands of Gustav. It was the healing hands of a couple of his own like henchmen that brought him back. But but he damn near died. And so this cleric suffers a fate that is even worse than what you inflicted upon the curate. You just you just blast a hole straight through him. Nice. You're evil and not very wise, Cyclops. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels good <laughs> and bad and bad, honey. You got real ugly. <laughs> you found me beautiful. <laughs> okay, uh, so that was Alois to- making a toasty toast out of out of the cleric in front of him. Uh, as far as Gustav and Yodis, what say you? Um, so does it look like that that guy is dead? Like, did oh, he yeah. fall down? Okay, he did. He dropped. Uh, well, okay, yeah. Um, uh well I wasn't prepared for that <laughs> so <laughs> I I can't hit anything from here okay uh yeah so he, so that drops him and the other the other cleric is just staring at you all and so it's his turn and so he rolled his morale uh and he is outnumbered and he just saw his compatriot get like a hole seared through the middle of him like with a like with an evil laser just like going. <laughs> <laughs> so Death he star. he looks and he uh he has like uh a face of resignation and looking at you all uh begins to repeat the 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 phrase that you heard the previous cleric reciting we embrace the cold shadow death be his monument and you can see that he's like He's like ramping himself up. Like he's 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 not whispering that. He's he's chanting it at this point, and he gets through it a couple times before we loop over to the next round of actions. Death be his monument. Uh and with that, do what's the what's the status of movement for for the party here? Uh well no. I'm going to sheathe my sword and get out my bow because there, there's a reason I brought the stank eye out. I am, I am hurting. 
So I'm gonna try to pepper this guy if he doesn't. He's too close. You can't. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like within ten feet. It would be like shooting your bow at something like within the same, like within a studio apartment. Like uh, okay, yeah. Never mind. I mean, you uh, could. I'm gonna I'm gonna back back away as much as I can. Then so like he kind of goes after my buddies because they can take the hits and I can't. Yeah, so you can sort of shoulder your way back from within your group and reposition yourself. So, Gustav, uh, Yodis, are you two standing side by side or who's like facing off primarily? I want to fight him. Okay. I mean, both of you can get up along. Like, the, the yeah. room is 10 feet wide, so you can both come up at him. Let's do it. I've got a torch in one hand, a mace in the other, okay. and I'm ready to rock. Okay. And so, uh, Yodis, you have your axes, I presume? Yeah, boy. Okay, so you guys advance on this fool. Uh, go ahead and make your hand-to-hand attacks. And let's just go ahead and start with Gustav. Nice. Yeah, so I rolled a 16, and I've got a plus one, so 17. Okay. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. Only two. Okay. So you bring your mace to the side. And again, this guy has like plate mail underneath whatever robes he's wearing, just similar to the other, to the other feller. So you, you bash his midsection and it it gives, you did a little bit of damage, but it was like, you know, hitting a, a set of like metal shingles. It just rattles. Uh, so you do some damage to him. Uh, go ahead and make your attacks, Yodis, and you can go ahead and I presume roll with your, your primary and your offhand and just tell me what you get okay. with both of them. You should have used the evil hand, Josh. Gustav, you you have sorry. the evil hand. I would have had to I, drop. I, I would have had to drop either my. I would have had to drop something. I, I fear the effects. I saw what happened to. To Alois. Yeah, I don't want to become reliant on it. Okay, I want to use my offhand first. Can I do that? Uh, no, go ahead and do your primary first. Primary. D20 first? That's right. 19! Okay, so that what? hits. Go ahead and roll your offhand too, just to see if it hits before you roll damage. You roll need to- my offhand yep. with the D20. 17! Okay, that hits too. That's with the minus 4 modifier. Uh, 17 minus 4, 13. Okay, so that one misses. So go ahead and roll uh, damage. Don't you have strength bonuses, though? My strength bonus is plus 2, so 16. Thir- okay. What you- did I say? 17 minus 4, 13, 15. Okay. I have 15. So that hits. So go ahead and roll yes. damage for both weapons. I'll do it at the same time, even. 4 and 5. Okay. So those cumulative hits, all three of them, from Yodis and from Gustav, all come in sequence. And with that, you bring this 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 fool down. So the 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 initial mace attack by Gustav uh, bruises his innards, but then the second axe attacks by Yodis bring this thing down, and you you hew his neck, and you uh, are able to cut through the the mail armor in front of you and you drop this this fellow i kiss my biceps nice yeah i like it you, you said so this guy drops 
Yeah, he does. He does. He you you see him and hear him gurgling as the life like spills out on him, and he continues with the the chanting that I embrace the cold shadow. I will embrace the cold shadow. Oh, he's coming again. back to life as a zombie, probably, but not right now. Anyway, so I I go to my compatriots. I go shh and and listen. Keep keep cool, my babies. Because okay. we've made some noise here. You, oh, yeah. You, you certainly have. This was not a quiet attack. I mean, it was dudes in plate mail fighting each other in this room. <laughs> uh, and so you listen and you uh, you continue, continue to hear the, the wind and the airflow through the cavern. But it's hard to hear anything else, you know, uh, beyond that from where you're at. Okay. Um. There are some chests in this room. There are, yeah. There's a couple small chests here. Uh, are you opening them? Yes. Okay. Uh, you open up the chests and you find a small uh, slew of, of gold pieces to the order of... Uh, Sixty-four gold pieces all told, but it's just a hefty. It's a hefty coin purse. A hefty coin purse within the first chest, and there are a handful of scrolls, and there are uh, a handful of of miscellaneous, you know, written documents that are within there, as well as like some basic personal effects, you know, so like a comb, and and you know, cleaning and like hygienic materials. Well, we should grab those written documents. Who knows what's on them? Maybe spells. Could be. Could be. Uh, sure, let's take them. So we've got 68 gold pieces. That is, uh, let's see, six pounds. But I'm not near encumbered, so I can carry them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll gather them up in some empty sacks mm-hmm. and throw them into my pack. Okay. And roll the scrolls around one another so that they're all kind of nested inside one another. Okay. Yeah, and then can do sort that. of shove those down to the side. Okay. So, and then, so you said a handful of some scrolls. Uh, okay. Okay. Should we continue on to the north? Explore this section of the cave? Yeah. Let's yeah. stab some stuff. All I'm right. going to get my bow back out. I'll, I'll keep leading since I can get the dark vision, but I'm not doing no sneak attacking no more with... With my health at where it is, I'm hurting. Um, uh, Alois, drink this, and I, I hand you a uh, vial. I'm going to drink it. Was it a healing potion? It is. You get five points of health back. Boom. That feels better. Alois, your bow is drawn, correct? Mm-hmm. And you are outpacing your compatriots by about 20 paces, staying outside of the torch light that they are using. Uh, as you proceed slightly north from the alcove slash studio apartment facilities that you just <laughs> that you just left, uh, the the tunnel 
veers slightly to the right, which is to say rather than heading due north, it heads to the north and to the east. And as you get to the point where it starts to to branch off slightly to the right, you can see a flickering of light that is getting increasingly bright and you can begin to hear the sounds of almost like a like guttural uh uh throat music uh resounding throughout the the hallway that, that sort of uh uh washes over you and uh a continuous hum they're singing oh, well that sounds like somebody we need to kill they're singing bob seeger songs they're singing turn the page <laughs> against the wind they continue as you as you listen this is in this is in this is in common tongue over and over again uh, we embrace the cold shadow <laughs> death be his monument uh, we embrace the shadow uh, you gotta take me home tonight uh, down beside that red firelight <laughs> uh, no what do you do Sneak. I say we send the crazy guy first Yep. Well, I think that was directed at Alois. We find this chanting, and then I can feather it with some arrows. Okay, so you continue to advance. Uh, you can see as you as you come along, the the tunnel sort of starts to curve back more straight to the north. Basically, you get a sense that there was a portion in time where the tunnel is a bit serpentine off to the right, but that right-hand movement is really just to sort of offset the entrance here to the larger room. So you're coming into a central... Uh, chapel, temple—I don't know. It's a, it's a worship center of some type. You're coming into a central, open air portion of this cavern, and so from what you can see, there's an arched ceiling that opens up above you, directly directly above your head. So you're coming into like a main entrance, and automatically the ceiling opens up above you. Uh, at this point, the tunnels have just been standard. Uh, you know, uh, 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 grayish stone with with striations of, of, you know, bits and pieces of, of crystal flow through it. But you get to a point here where it seems as if you hit a, a larger portion of dull black rock. So the, the, the rock structure of this chamber seems to change such that it's, that it's a darker interior just by nature of the rock. That, that that forms this chamber. Do we see any any of the chanting people? You're, uh, you're the only one up there. You you are the one that is approaching, and uh, from where you come near to the entrance, you cannot see any of the chanting uh, people. But it, it is a throat music. And it is a guttural repetition of the of the phrase that I've that I've that I've mentioned previously. Okay. Oh, I was just making the throat noises. I apologize. <laughs> it's very Cthulhu-y too. Um. Uh, I guess I'll go in and try to try to figure out where these guttural noises are coming from. See if we can. Okay. Find some find somebody. So you walk in, uh, Yodis and Gustav. What are you doing? Um, still hanging back. 
okay. mean, we're following. We I want to keep him in eyesight. So if that means we've got to like sort of take a few extra strides forward a little quicker just to make sure that we can still sort of catch a glimmer of him on the outside of our Yes, yeah, so if Alois is walking into the room to get a vantage, then that means that you and uh, Yodis would be walking up into like the final ten feet that would be leading into the okay. into the chapel. So Perfect. we'll say that you're standing ten feet into the the the, the, the entrance hall. of the chapel. Yeah, and it kind of winds curves around. Right. Right. Okay. So just so I've I've drawn this. I have no idea. Just based on. Yeah, it's. Something like that. Okay, so yeah. it's more square than round. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that's the general idea. Yeah. Okay. So, Alois, you walk into this chapel. Okay. I'll, just, I'll give you a bit of, of canned statements is, here. Is this what you were hoping to read? Uh, no, not oh, yet. Okay. Uh, but, but we're getting there. Uh, dull back black rock forms the cavernous walls and the arched ceiling, which I mentioned previously is about 30 foot or more in height. There is a great bell of black iron that stands near the entrance point. So as you walk in, that's like the (laughs) first, uh, like item. That's the first thing that stands out. There's this big ass bell that's that's standing there. I know how to get the guys to us. Uh, to the to the south wall, so somewhere where you couldn't see coming into the entrance, there's a, a number of 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 uh, cyclorks that are sitting along long benches and pews. So basically, along the south wall, you have a number of cyclork acolytes that were doing the throat music that you heard previously. Uh, at the far western end of the temple area is a dais of black stone. And upon that, there is a an altar that's lain as well as the, the dark priest, which is standing there with his arms outstretched, and he beckons to you. Oh, my God. Can I... I can see the dark priest then. Yeah. So, 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 <laughs> so more importantly, he can see you. <laughs> yeah. So, so father's local Vec looks at you and says, greetings. I am glad that you've chosen to join us. Alois. That, that bastard. We if were betrayed. Was, if that was you, then whose blood did we find? Zloklovek looks at you and he has that that satyr-like demeanor upon his face and he raises his left hand and you see a series of of cross-hatched carvings and and there's still blood running down from his arm onto his robes he he gone-girled us Father Zoklovek gone-girled us. He definitely gone-girled us. You're right. That bastard. We we have been awaiting your arrival, Alois. You are marked, and for that, you are the most holy. Oh. That's probably good for you. That's probably bad for us. In relation to me? Uh, The bell is immediately in front of you. Probably about 10 paces, and you have cyclorks that are immediately to the west of you, probably about 10 paces, and then you have Zoklavek to the, to, the, to the left of you along the further wall at the altar, and around the wall here, as I mentioned, it's black stone that has been hewn into a 
an interior dark chapel, and you can see that chalk has been used to decorate the walls. It's almost like those frescoes that are lining the interior of this unholy chapel. Uh, does it look like there is a big hammer or anything to ring that bell with? Oh, certainly. Like there are there are two big ass hammers that are hanging there. It's like uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stride up to the bells and grab one and just give it a ring. Then, <laughs> okay. if, if if nobody's gonna jump up and stop me, uh, nobody stops you at all. So so you walk up and you uh, you ring the the bell there and. Uh, Zloklovec looks at you and nods in assent, and he says, "It is well. You you uh, acknowledged and have called forth the beast. It is time for him to feast." Oh God! <laughs> oh shit! Damn it, Alois! <laughs> uh, that's not how I planned on that going. Um, no. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna zap him with my stank eye then. Okay. Uh. Is it initiative then? Is that what? Well, that so means? so what are you and uh, Yodas doing? Uh, hanging back, and I'm preparing to cast bless <laughs> on on Waiting, on watching, wondering each of us. So we must be within thirty feet, right? Okay. So. Uh, yeah, it's the range is sixty feet, so we're okay. well within range. Okay. So uh, so yeah, so we will go ahead and roll initiative uh, for. For for the group, so Alois, go ahead and roll a d six. Alrighty. So, are there two? two. Okay, and and uh, Father's Loklavec rolled also for the group. Uh, so, at this point, we're gonna be sort of like in round, so back and forth here. But uh, Zloklavec looks over at his cycloric disciples and he and he and he gives a staying hand and he says not quite yet my sons uh we must await the arrival of of zmaj uh quick question uh-huh head count of the cyclorks okay there are 5 and in this room there are pews there is like a single stone uh, seat along the southern wall, and that's where you have the five cyclorks. The southern wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and I can I can draw that if it makes it. I a think bit easier. I think I know. It, yeah. So due south from the dais, it's just a weird. It's not how I would have designed this room. <laughs> <laughs> so, the bell is the circle. That's, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I've. Yep. Man, yell at Gygax. I didn't do this. Dude, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just <laughs> the feng shui in here is all off center. Like it's almost uh unsettling with its it geometry. It is unsettling with its geometry. It's unsettling with its room decoration. <laughs> I would never take my pants off in this room. <laughs> I would never. Well, I might. You might soon. So you're going to try to blast Zloklovec with your with your eye? Is that what you said, Alois? Yeah. Okay. Uh so go ahead and let's do this. Okay, so you are standing about 
40 paces away from from father's Loklavec, and you unleash your unholy eyes Loklavec is not moving he is he is looking at you with a welcome of visage and so you uh let loose with the ebon energies and they rip across the room and you get the feel that your eyesight that that you catch him at the boundary of the range of whatever this this fell spell is that you have at your disposal, uh, and you you damage him, and what you do drops him. But it's hard to tell whether or not he actually survives. You didn't burn a hole straight through this guy like you did the previous cleric, uh, but you certainly get the idea that the the use of your eye was not any. Uh, was any less than what you had done just a few moments ago. It's just that perhaps he was on the periphery of things. Okay. Yeah. But he, he is dropped and he is immediately behind the altar. And I'm going to, I'm going to yell to the cyclorks then like, I am your God worship me. <laughs> okay, so uh, as far as uh, actions on Yodis and Gustav's part, we're within uh, uh, round here. Are you guys entering the room? Or are you standing out in the hall? What's going on? Um, I'm with Yodis. I'm waiting to see how this all plays out. I guess. Okay, so the Cyclorks stand and immediately begin to walk towards Alois, and they are able to encircle him. And so there are five of them that at this point have moved around you, Alois, and they are all going to uh, bring their weapons down upon you. (laughs) And that was the end of Alois. John, Yodis, 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 ah, Yodis, ah, it's me, your sword, your axe. I mean, I was a previous life. Blood and souls. So two two (laughs) weapons land upon you, alloys, and they do a cumulative damage of thirteen. Uh, I am knocked out at negative two. Okay, so you drop. Uh, and you are, if not dead, dying. Uh, so you are bleeding out, and they basically fell you with with axe strokes. So that's that's what happens at this point. Uh, that was their round. So now we're back around to our party. Alois, you are down. Uh, Gustav and Yodis, you've not seen Alois fall. Uh, or, or if you have, it's just been the periphery. But you're like still in the in the tunnel entrance. What do you do? Um. Well, uh, I cast bless. So okay. magic. Uh, but I I beg Perun for his favor and blessing in this dark hour, and I say to you, hey, we should run. <laughs> There's no way we to can. To me? Yes, to you. <laughs> There's no way. I'm whispering in character because there are five Cyclorks in there and we had trouble beating one. Remember? I don't remember, but I trust you as my parishioner. <laughs> as, as, as your priest, I'm urging as you my priest. to consider 
leaving Alois here. If I say some Hail Marys, can we save him? Um, I think that we are outnumbered nearly two to one. So we're going to leave Alois to die. I don't see any other option. <laughs> Unless okay. you want us both to die too. Uh, me, I kind of want to fulfill Luke's wildest fantasies and see him cream his pants tonight by killing all of us. But, <laughs> uh, well, there, you know, he, even if we run down this hallway, we still might die. I'm also a TPK tease. So if you run in there, I'll run right. in there with you. If you want to go out nope. in a blaze of glory, let's, let's save nope, him. Let's, let's, let's try to save a Let's, let's do it. Let's do no, it. I want to I've bless, I've blessed us. No, parents die. No, let's leave. Uh, all men die. Not every man truly lives. That's a that's a so tagline to some movie. I'm not sure which one. But I what think, is your real position here, uh, Yoda slash or whichever, Gustav slash Josh? Whichever whichever sounds more fun. If you think running in there and trying to fight these things sounds more fun, then let's do it. If you think running in the hallway sounds more fun, then let's do that too. Can you speak to the spirit of Alois? No, out of play. No, <laughs> because. Uh, He's he's only mostly dead. He's not all the way dead. Not mostly dead. Yeah, he's nearly dead. Okay, I want I want your serious opinion here, out of character, out of play. We've, what we've do you got, want to do? Uh, we've got to move quick because Luke is losing patience. Uh, what do I want to do? I want to run away because that's a smart thing. Okay, but what do I then think? Let's run away. What would be more fun? Let's run in there. Let's run away. Okay. Bye, guys. I'm with run you. Away. Okay. So, uh, Yodas, Gustav. You all, are you dashing or are you moving silently? How's this playing out? Um, we are moving silently uh-huh. and we are going to go, uh, I'm going to whisper this to him uh-huh. um, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to drag the torch kind of along the, uh, the wall uh-huh. to, to reduce it to embers. Oh, okay. Right. Right, right, right. Um, so that we can just see, we can only see about five feet or so in front of us now. Okay. So it's not a, a roaring flame. It's, it's, it's just kind of glowing. Okay. And so you come back around I'm say, uh, the serpentine portion of yes. the tunnel. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to pull on his arm and pull him into this room where we killed those two dudes. Okay. So you're going into that room. Yes. Uh, and it was lit by torches previously. Yes. Right. Yes. So you're going, what are you doing once you get into that room? Uh, when we get into that room, we're going to leave the light as it is because uh-huh. they probably know what it's like. Right. And we're, I, I am going to hide under one of those beds if I can fit under there. Okay. So, so well, well, no, 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 no. I'm going to crouch down. Kind of, and put the bed between the door. And there and is a wall, too. Like, you come into that room, you could get up against the wall that's, like, up against the tunnel that would be out of sight, too. So yeah. there's, there's a variety of options. So that's what I want to do. And I want to okay. do this as silently as I can, knowing full well that I'm wearing... Uh, what kind of armor do I have on? I think it's leather. I thought you had something heavier, but... Let me make sure. Oh, yeah, it's scale. So I'm gonna, I, I know that I'm going to be jingling and jangling. Uh-huh. But I'm tr- I'm trying to <laughs> trying to like okay. move so you, at an even clip. So yeah, I'm, so you get up against the wall. So you guys are in there. You're with hushed breaths, like trying to control your breathing. You're trying to be as quiet as possible. Uh, not soon after getting into this room, you hear the throat chanting pick back up, and so it's it's that 
that that death dirge that you heard previously. Okay. Uh, and it's hard at this point and with this distance to make out what sounds are being being passed. But within some span of time, on the order of a minute or so, the whistling and the wind that's passing through the tunnel begins to change its tenor. And it's clear that something quite large is moving down the tunnel and past the room that you're in. Uh, it's not slippery and it's not slimy. It is something heavy, hulking, and you hear clump, clump, clump. And it passes by you and it, and it gets to that serpentine portion of the tunnel that leads into the temple. Uh, let's go see what that was. And with, with that passage and once it gets out of earshot... You're moving out and back north. Is that true? Uh, I'm going to see what Yoda says, but that's what I want to do. Yep, I'm following you. Okay. You as, as quietly as possible. So you okay. uh, you uh, tiptoe to the best of your abilities, but within probably ten to fifteen paces, it's not necessary to try to keep quiet because what you hear is a. Uh, a roar that is truly uh, bestial. It sounds as if uh, some giant uh, beast squawks and cries for its for its dinner. And the sounds that you hear from that point forward are horrendous, and they're those sounds of of uh, a beast that's feasting. And you come up upon the entrance and you can clearly hear the sound of a large monster feeding as well as the death dirge of the cyclorc chanting that continues. 